right, the Ottawa's back in the air. Kimbo Camper, John Kajemi with you, and John, two uh, two preseason games in the book. And just to kind of quick look back at uh, at the game against Tampa Bay. And before I before we get into the game against Tampa Bay, um, John, I was really I really the more and more I see these group pra- these 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 teams practicing against each other, the more I think there's more value in those those practices. Than they are the games, just because the intensity, the matchups you could you can create the matchups you want. You can see guys against guys you want, and the intensity's there a little bit, and and you're playing against other. I, I just, you know, I, I I could do with one preseason game and, and like, a couple and, of those, and a couple of those, but, <laughs> and, then, and then get the season rolling. You know, I think and, that, I, and I think the guys, I think for the most part, other than the mechanics of going through a game, you know, if you're rookies and you know where you sit in the, all that stuff. Other than that stuff, man, I just think that I think the work you get out of those practice sessions uh, far outweigh what you get in, in a game other than the fact that it's a game situation and, and you go through that. I agree and I think the coaches would agree. I think sometimes the fans would agree. Yeah. You know in Tampa it was kind of weird because the weather was not great you know so they had to go inside outside back to the indoor facility but the fans that were there Dolphin fans and mm-hmm. Bucks fans I think they really got into yeah. the practices you know because you had one-on-ones going on one field you had some line drills going yeah. on the other you had running backs against linebackers you had DB going against wideouts, the quarterbacks were throwing, and it was a constant, you know, your head was on a swivel. Yeah. So you were constantly watching football. You were constantly evaluating your team against somebody you really don't know and yeah. something you really haven't seen and studied. So I, I think the players enjoyed it too because it it ratchets up their intensity yep. for a practice. You know, it's it's mundane sometimes when you go through training camp and you're going to see the same schedule yep. and it's the same thing. Now, it could be the same schedule the Dolphins had for two weeks at training camp that they rolled out against the Bucks, yep. but it looked a hell of a lot different yes. going against a different color jersey, different techniques, and it's your team against another team. Yep. And I think it just sets the mind uh, – for for regular season yeah. games, it sets your your tempo for a regular season game. You get kind of amped up to go to practice on a daily basis against somebody else because you're trying to prove that what you've done for the last couple of weeks is good enough to stay in the National Football League, stay on your yeah. roster, find a, a place on your 53, and eventually work your way onto the field. Yeah, and, and if you're, I tell you this, John, and. and because fortunately, I, I've been to, I've probably been, this is probably about the fifth or sixth time I've gone to these, uh, where I, I remember we went to Tennessee. Went to uh, Carolina, went to Carolina a couple, yeah, years, a couple ago. years ago. So we have, there's been a handful of times I've been, and, and, and I only remember one time, I think Tampa may have came down here one time and practiced here. It's the only time we've done joint practices down here in South Florida. And so every time I've been on the road, and, and, and I always come away thinking, man, that was fun because you're just immersed in football. Yeah. Wherever you go, you're staying at the team hotel. You know, so you're seeing the guys there, you're seeing coaches, or you're seeing, you know, guys that are associated right. with it. And then you go to practice and you know, you go over there and there's guys in Tampa that you know, or you know, guys playing there, or coaches that you know, and and and, and even just watching, you know, everywhere you go, you're just talking football and you're talking details and you're looking at all this stuff. And and, and if you're a football fan, it it, it really is a 
I, I just I, I'm like in heaven when I when I go to those things. It was fun. I came away with a smile, you yeah. know, because it, it was real. It, fe- it felt like the ra- It felt like you were building up to a regular season yeah. game. It felt like the intensity was so much different. And I just think that you know, if you ask the Tampa Bay coaching staff, I think they got just as much out of it as sure. you know the Dolphins coaches because they had only been outside three times because of weather. Mm-hmm. You know, they'd been inside for the entire training camp really, and it didn't matter what time of day they were trying to get outside. The lightning delay. Yeah. And rain delays. It was just, you know, brutal for those guys. But I really think the Dolphins, when you look at them going up against Tampa Bay, that Tuesday and Wednesday practice, they got more out of that, Mm -hmm. just as much out of that as any training camp practice that you could have had in South Florida. Yeah, no no question about it. So let's let's get on, move on over to the game. And John, you look back in the game, uh, Quickly, uh, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. Who 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 looked good? The the big su- surprise to me, obviously, and John, we did the pregame show for CBS Four prior to the game, and boy, we we're kind of jockeying around. You know, you know, I, I think we're I think we're starting to see a little bit maybe of that New England philosophy of information flow. <laughs> I don't you know, know if you could call it a flow. No, <laughs> well, you could call it a coach flow. Yeah, you go. I don't coach know how much flow is coming through coach flow there because. You know, you're kind of you're kind of looking, you're kind of evaluating, and, and you know, you kind of you know, maybe talk to somebody here, and you get a, and, and I was so I was so off, you know. Oh, I didn't you think, and me. I didn't what think do you Tunsil mean? was going to play. Well, how was, about how about know, our conversation prior to us going yeah. on air, or maybe while we were on air, we're going, well, you know, Kenyon Drake's out, so yeah, that Balaj is going to be up. He's going to get yeah. a lot of work, yeah. you know. And all of a sudden, we look, and he's in street clothes, <laughs> <laughs> and you're expecting him to get a lot of carries and. You know, it just, oh, you know, I'm going, you know, your Tunsil, you know, I don't think he's going to play. And then there he is in the starting yeah. lineup. And, you know, we had, we had kind of heard basically listening to the pregame show uh, rehearsal for, right. for, for Channel Bob 4. And for Channel yeah. 4 for, you know, Greece and Dick Stockton and Jason Taylor. And they kind of come out and they're like, you know, hey, uh, it looks like, you know, it looks like uh, um, Ryan you know, Fitzpatrick is going to start. start. Right. And we were kind of throwing out Josh Rosen because he had practiced all week and right. got all the work with the ones in the second practice, and and so you you kind of kind of had the feeling that that was going to be the case. So we're on a yeah, he looks like Josh Rosen goes there, and then and then like no no no, I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? And they go okay, so we go with that, and then. Two minutes later, no, 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 it's going to be Josh. So, so we look like assholes out there. But you know, well, it wasn't it was, the first time. No, it, no, it's not the last time. That, that, that's for sure. Hey, hey, joining us now, is Sam, Sam McGuavin. And Sam, first thing, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I pronounce your name right because I've heard your name pronounced in about a thousand different yeah. ways since you got here. But thanks for joining us on the on the program. Yes, sir. Glad. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, look, it's great. You know, it's it's great for us to have you. I'm sure for you, it's great to be in, in this training camp and uh, and going through everything, especially getting the opportunities that you're getting to, to on the practice field in in the games. But man, your your road your road has been one of those very. It's funny because you know the the last player that came here and made an impact uh, from playing in the Canadian Football League was Cam Wake. Yeah, his story very very similar very similar to yours, although. You know, he goes in and gets a, a gets a tryout, doesn't make it. He's out of football and yeah. goes to Canada, comes back. Very pretty much the same thing. You know, why don't you take us through your path to the uh, to the National Football League and the Miami Dolphins? And were there times during there where you just thought, man, this this just isn't going to happen? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> you know, coming out of college, I'm seeing other guys, you know, get NFL opportunities. Guys that I didn't even really think were that great of players. So I was thinking. I mean, it seems like everybody gets an NFL opportunity, but not everybody makes it. So, you know, 
after the draft and everything, you know, nobody was calling my phone, no teams, you know, not even Dallas. And I'm from Dallas, you know, so that kind of, you know, uh, hit me really hard. And then, you know, I ended up graduating that May from Texas Tech. And then uh, after that, I was just seeing what else life had to offer. I was still working out and everything, but, you know, I kind of knew that my football window was closing. So uh, after that, I just started working at Foot Action. It's uh, a company under Foot Locker, working back in Dallas, Texas. So I was there for about five months, just, you know, just hustling and selling shoes and things like that. And I was like, well, you know, it's time for me to, like, try and get a real career. So uh, my major in college was sociology uh, slash criminology, so I wanted to go into law enforcement. So, you know, I signed up with the Dallas PD. I was there for about uh, almost two weeks. And then, uh, you know, uh, stuff got real. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, I found out real quick that that wasn't for me. And then uh, it was around January when I decided to try and get back into football. I was always in shape. So I started thinking about uh, trying to redo my pro day at Texas Tech. And a lot of people were saying, like, oh, the scouts are not going to like you, you know, because you're a year out and they're not going to give you a chance. You need to get a recent film. So I was like, well, let me play in a different league. So I looked up CFL tryouts online and whatever the first team that was going to come to Dallas, I was going to go to that tryout. So it was a team called Saskatchewan. Like when I read it, I didn't know how to pronounce it. Just like y'all can't say my last name. So I was just like, whatever, this green team, I'm going. Boom, Carrollton, Texas, let's go. So I pull up there, it's $100 to try out. So I get there, I'm draped down in Texas Tech stuff. So because I'm thinking like, oh, if I wear my all my college stuff, yeah, they're probably recognize. Yeah. yeah, they're probably gonna let me go through the back door instead of the front door. So I get there, it's like 300 guys there, and some of them were draped out in their college clothes. Some of them had NFL clothes on, and some of them had high school clothes on, yeah. like high school um, apparel. So I'm just like, dang. So you know, I'm in the line getting ready to get my registration number and uh, you know pay my hundred dollars. I have my highlight tape with me. So I get up there. Uh, coach Jones is right there. I was a head coach there. So, boom, I give him $100. I hand him my highlight tape. He grabs it, puts it back on a stack of a whole bunch of other highlight tapes. So I'm like, dang, he gives me my number, you know, and then uh, I go through the workouts. Like 228 or something, number like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I can't remember my number, man. I think my dad still remembers my number because he was there with me. Yeah. And then uh, I did the workout. I was just doing one-on-ones against receivers and running backs. And, you know, in the CFL, they got the waggle. So that was mm-hmm. new to me. I'm like, yo, what? Like, yeah. you know, my first rep, the receiver comes running at me. I'm like, that's false start. But I was like, okay, you know, I ended up locking some boys up. And then uh, they extended a contract to me. Went to mini camp in April. Basically had to do the same thing all over again to, you know, get invited to training camp. And then from there, you know, I was in the CFL and, you know, just started competing for a starting job. I got it. My first year, played six games, tore my MCL, my the sixth game that I played. So then at that point, I was like, I don't know if football is going to work like this. Because I got hurt my senior year in college. My next year playing football again, I get hurt season ending. So I, at that point, I was like, I, I really couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was like, man, NFL is so far away. Like, why am I doing this? But, you know, when, once you're in the locker room, you start building a brotherhood with some guys. You know, I met a couple guys out there in Canada. They told me to keep pushing, man. I got potential. Uh, Philip Lolly, that was my linebacker coach, he told me to keep pushing. Come back the next year. Uh, and I messed my ankle up in the all season. I saw I was playing basketball, messed my ankle up trying to dunk. So I came into 
training camp injured my my second year. Now I started rotating with a guy that came back from the NFL. So then my second year was just kind of up and down. And then um, I knew for sure I was going to have to come back from my third year because you know in the CFL you got to play an option. Year. Yeah, 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 the op- yeah, it's not your option though. It's, it's the team's option. I, I've been through that up there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, so they I remember. You for that third year. Basically, yeah. so if you play good football for them, yeah. they're going to keep you. But if you're not playing good, you yeah. know you kick rocks. So then uh, my third year, I came in, and you know that's when I really just bought into the CFL because I started the whole time I was in the CFL, I was looking at the NFL like, oh, I want to go, I want to go to the league, I want to go to the league. And, you know, that'll kind of mess me up because I'm looking too yeah. far down the road. So I just started You're taking one foot it. in, one foot out. Exactly. I started taking it one day at a time. So last year, 2018, I couldn't even tell you anything about NFL football. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. The games will be on. I'll just, nah, let me go watch a Ottawa Red Black mm-hmm. game and Montreal Alloway game. Like, I fully locked into the CFL that I didn't know what was going on in the outside world. Just focusing on the task at hand. Had one of my best seasons. You know, I killed it out there. And then, uh, you know, we went to the playoffs. We lost the first round of playoffs. And then right after that, uh, started my NFL workouts, like I say, a week or so after the season. So now I was just going on tour. I'm talking about, like, maybe I had a day break in between yeah. each workout. So I walked, knocked out about 12, 12 or 13 workouts within well, within a month, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, Miami was the first place that I came that I visited. I loved it here, Chris Greer. Yep. I mean, that was really the only person I could meet. You know, I met the linebacker coach or whatever, but, you know, they're on their way out. Yep. But uh, Chris Greer, we got close or whatever. And, I, I mean, I loved it here from, from the start. And then uh, when it came down to it in January, January when I was able to sign, you know, Miami was – that was that was pretty much where I wanted to be. With a lot of chapters, you know, to get to the Miami Dolphins, and now you're here. Do you really? Um, how much of a change was it when you had to, you know, adapt to the 12 guys, unlimited motion, uh, a lot of space, and now you're? You, do you feel confined as a linebacker yeah. trying to go back and, and feel like you were in college, but now that's you know it's bigger, faster, stronger too? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the CFL is a lot of spread formations, and the field is huge, so. It wasn't so much 21 personnel, 11 personnel. Like, it wasn't condensed. Everything was spaced out. But now it's like I'm in a box and, like, all my movement has mm-hmm. to be correct now. Like, my reads got to be faster. Your angles. Yeah, yeah. It's more run here than it was in the CFL. You know, there's three downs out there. So, you run on first down. We stop you for a two-yard game. Now it's second and eight. Now I'm like, okay, screen draw. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going through all that. Boom, we stop on second down. We're off the field. But now it's so much more to the game because there's four downs. You know, they use tight ends, fullbacks. So, you know, um, during OTAs, I was excelling um, because I was pretty much passed. You know, I'll catch a pick here and there. I mean, we're not running. We don't got pads on. But then training camp started. Then I was like, okay, there's a whole new ball game. There's more hitting and, you know, fitting in on the runs and stuff. So uh, it took me a little while to adapt to that. And then – you know, from there, like, PG, man, he he really just broke everything down to us, like, where to fit on runs and how, how we're going to play the run here. And then the first game I played, I was just like, I was talking to everybody <laughs> back home. They're all blowing my phone up, like, I can't believe you're in the NFL. You worked so hard. And, yeah. you know, it was a, kind of a sentimental moment for yeah, me, but sure. it was like, I still got to play football. Yeah. Like, I, I got to put good film out there. 
So then, I mean, my first game really didn't do much. But then the second game, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not talking to anybody back home before this game. Like, I'm focused on this game, and that's it. Like, I'm a football player. I'm here to play and play good. Well, it showed. You, you mean, know, it, it, it seems like <clears throat> your experience in the, in the CFL probably benefited you through OTAs and mini camps and stuff because of the throwing game, because you, you're playing in a wide open space, you're having to yeah. cover, you're having to do all those types of things. And I would assume that's probably what caught your caught the coach's eye first, was your ability to cover and do those types of things. And with the type of defense they're playing now, it seems like where they're going to maybe not the biggest linebackers, but more agile, guys that can run, guys that can cover, yeah. kind of fits right right in your deal. And then in week two, you're right, you, you can see you step up and fill in holes and doing all those types of things. So you, you've kind of you that 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 experience that you got in Canada, especially mm-hmm. from a coverage standpoint, really seems to me from just watching from the outside, it got your foot in the door, and now you're just kind of picking up the pace of the rest of the game. It looked like you're feeling pretty darn comfortable out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, especially getting a, a good game like that, I, I like seeing myself do good in that. Yep. That builds confidence. That builds, you know, you're getting comfortable. Well, I don't like using the word comfortable. You yeah, never no, want to no. be – you want to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. But um, definitely I have more confidence now, you know, moving forward. Uh, I feel like I'm more vocal on the team. Uh, I'm getting more respect around well, you, the you, defense. You, do you feel like you belong? Yes, Which definitely. is probably the most important thing, right, for a guy like you that's kind of bounced around and you get in maybe you don't feel like you belong. Yeah. And, and there's a hesitancy. you, you got to feel like belong. you belong so you can jump in – a hundred percent and just let it fly. Yeah, definitely. When I first came out here, you know, I just kind of kept to myself and I was like, look, I'm going to do my job. And then, you know, I'm going to do my job when I'm here. And then once they cut us free, I'm going home and I'm getting my playbook. Yeah. You know, I didn't really socialize much with most of the guys, but you know, in training camp, you don't really have no choice. We're up here from sun up to sundown. Right. So then that's when you really build that bond, that brotherhood. And uh, definitely just, Feeling comfortable to make checks and make calls, especially at, at the linebacker position, mm-hmm. you got to be able to do that. You got to be able to communicate with everybody on the field. And I feel like uh, I'm stepping up and taking that role now. Well, you know, you're the quarterback of the defense, right? You know, you're you're have to, you have to play with extreme confidence, and it seems like not only from training camp, but from week one to week two. I mean, you did just about everything in Tampa. You had an open field tackle on mm-hmm. special teams. You had a tackle for loss. You had a strip, you know, you had a force fumble. You had multiple tackles in and around the line of scrimmage. Is, is comfort and confidence go together for you because you're getting more familiar with the defense, what the expectations are from the coordinators to your linebacker coach and Coach Leonard, and and and, and now playing that confidence is coming through for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Confidence is huge because you know the play, the coaches they 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 bring in guys for a reason because they they've seen what you did in college, like they seen you know what Baker did in college, they seen what everyone Minka did in college, and then they put them in a system to where they're like, I need you to play like this, you know. But then as the player, you have to understand the playbook inside and out, then get to your athleticism, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody's athletic in the NFL or you wouldn't be here. So that's pretty much what I did in game two. I, I really just dove into my playbook, you know, started watching film more, and then I started tweaking, okay, how can I get in on this play or how can I get in the backfield on that play? And that's just every football player thinks like that, you know. You get the play and then you're like, okay, I think I'm, I'll am i be able to beat this guy backside and. That's that's basically all I did um, in game two. From the looks of this defense <clears throat> and what this defense is going to be going forward, um, for you to come in, I mean, it's a multi-scheme defense. I mean, you got different personnel. I think in the first series or two, there was the three-man line, four-man line. 
kind of had it over. You had a lot of different looks up front there, and every one of those different looks kind of changes what your assignments are. So, so from that standpoint, it's a pretty complex defense to understand with all the changes going on, especially you know in, in your first year within it with this new coaching staff. But although I, I, I guess everyone else is out there is going through the same thing because it's it's new for them too. But for you, all those changes, how have you been able to handle understanding all the different things? Because typically, you know, back in the old day, hey, look, you line up in a 3-4, you line up yeah. in a 4-3, and that's what you do every down. Now, I mean, i got to look every time, count how many defensive linemen there are and, you know, what defense they're in here on this play and that play. And so it makes it much more complicated for everybody out there to be on yeah. the same page. Yeah, definitely. And that's why we have uh, the great coaching staff that we have yeah. now. You know, Patrick Graham, we have a lot of defensive fronts, you know, because he's a D-line coach by heart. But he, he addresses it to us and teaches it to us in a way that we can carpet uh, – compartmentalize it where we could just break it down like okay when we're in this this is what it's really like you know they really break it down to where it's almost the same thing but it just looks different from from the offensive uh perspective so that it's really just the coaching and then us as players just talking and understanding where everybody's fitting uh it Going an offense, looking at it, it looks really difficult. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it looks confusing, but as yeah. a defense, no, you know what you're saying. Yeah, you're, you're we just moving we got it there. Little, yeah, it's yeah. like one guy just over. A little, you're just little, little, little tweaks. tweaks. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Sam, I'm gonna make you laugh a little bit. So I'm playing in Toronto in the Canadian Football League. My first right. away trip is to Saskatchewan, 1986-87. <laughs> so imagine what that city looked like back then. Okay. Wow. So we're flying and we're we're about ready to land. And I look to my left. I'm sitting on the left side of the plane and I don't see anything. There's no city. There's nothing. I look to my right. There's no city. There's nothing. I think the plane's going down because I'm going. There's no. There's no. Where are we land in the cornfield? There's nothing there. So all of a sudden, you know, the guys go, "Don't worry." You know, there's a little city down down here. Saskatchewan's right there. Yeah. So we land, and I'm like, "Oh man, I thought we were going down. There's yeah. nowhere to go." This said, like two buildings downtown. Uh, there's this like one little bar in the corner. We go there for like a pre, you know, yeah. I'm the rookie, so I'm yeah. paying for everything, yeah. right? Yeah. I got no money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to borrow money from one of my linemen who was a vet. But it was one of those things where. Saskatchewan was such a I would imagine it was a cool place to play as the home team because the crowd yeah. was so supportive of, of what you did while you were there definitely uh, Regina Saskatchewan is I mean there's no place like it not to knock them but you know there's pretty much nothing but there's the stadium, nothing but the stadium. Right. there's what a stadium was it? It was Taylor, I played at Taylor, Taylor Field, Field. I played at Taylor Field one for year. one year now they have a nice stadium yeah, there right uh, the new mosaic is yeah. beautiful you know you got the stadium you got the Casino Regina. Those are the two places. <laughs> that, those are the two places that you can go out there. So um, that's, it, that, that's probably why how easy it was for me to just, just fully focused. lock in. Yeah, because, exactly, I mean, yeah. it, it, ain't nothing to do after practice but go home yeah. and, and watch your iPad. And you know, a lot of people. A lot of my teammates back in uh, Saskatchewan, they were like, man, you going to Miami? Yeah. That's probably the worst place that you could go to from here. Like, you're going to lose your mind. Yeah, no, like, no. Oh. It's a, yeah, that's a little, little, no. little it's culture, culture change. shock from <laughs> culture China change there, no doubt. to yeah. Miami. That's hey, right. Sam, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, and it's, it's been great watching your, prog- your progress uh, since you got here. Just keep going, man. You're doing, you're doing what yeah. you need to do. And keep it going, man. It's fun to watch. And, uh, and, and this defense scheme seems to really – fit your your skill level so it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch you here going going forward but we appreciate you stopping by and uh man it's it's, it's nice hearing your your story you know anybody yeah. that, that stays with it and stays with it and gets yeah. through it and gets to where you are boy it's uh you know it, it takes a, a lot of intestinal fortitude and, and a lot of toughness so i applaud you for that thank, thank you sam by, appreciate man. it buddy right. good seeing you man yep. nice seeing y'all too
you know, it's always uh, it's always good, John. Always good to see guys come in and, you know, not everybody. You, you know, it's funny when you talk to people and. Uh, you know, you and I kind of both took different paths to, mm-hmm. to, to our right. professional careers and, you know, small, I went to small schools and this and that. And, uh, you know, and, and you got a guy like Sam or, or, or Cam Wake right. and this guy. And and you see these stories every year where guys just, you know, they're they're hanging on, they're hanging on by the edge and, and something clicks when they get someplace and, and you know. When you know when they signed Sam, I go look. They 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 can't strike gold in the Canadian football again, league twice again you know, twice in a row. But you know, and, and look, he's still Sam's still got a long way to go. He's still you know it's still two more preseason games. And look, we we've seen you know we take a look at uh, at Preston Williams, you know, who had that really good game right. game one, had a and couple then, drops, kind of comes back to earth in game two. And and so you know it's. It's tough for a guy. For it's tough for guys like that, especially if they're undrafted free agents, come in and you kind of have some success, and then you kind of maybe maybe you, maybe you relax a little bit, and you go, oh shoot, I can't do that anymore. Don't want to have another one of those. Don't have another one of those. But it's good to see, and he looks since since really since training camp has started, he's flashed he's been in there every day. I mean, it's yeah. it's not like it's they're they're testing him out of certain position. Yeah. He, that guy has been in the starting eleven defense. Yeah. From the you know first day of training camp, yeah. you know you really didn't know. And with the injuries at linebacker, Kiko hasn't practiced or yeah. played. Raekwon. You know, Raekwon hasn't practiced or played. You know you got you know Rashad who plays a different position. Chase he, Allen who's Chase yeah, Allen who hasn't been, hasn't been up, out yeah. there. Uh, Van Ginkle you know was he's, out he's during been, Tampa yeah. Bay. So there's a lot of uncertainty at the linebacker yeah. position, and you have a guy that's taken advantage of his reps and his opportunity, and can do a little bit of everything yeah. and not do it pretty well he's doing it really well yeah. so it gives you some confidence that there's guys on this roster you might not know their names you might not be familiar with how they yeah. play but you watch them a couple of games or a few weeks of practice and you go this isn't a, a one a flash in yeah. the pan you, you know it's funny i was talking to a buddy of mine out who's a he's out in the bay area and you know 49er guy 49er fan and we're talking and just talking about players and this and that and you know you scratch your head with as much money as the national football league uh, and teams spend on you know scouting researching and- scouting and digging into everything about these guys and and then you'll see a guy come in and you know you see a guy drafted in the you know I, I remember I, I tell I always I remember when I came in I played against the, I played in the, the East West Shrine game against a kid from Wisconsin he was a big, big talented ten off, guy big ten yeah. offensive lineman of the year Outland Trophy winner he ended up getting drafted like in the third and fourth pick in the draft. You know, and I and, and you know, and I'm playing against him in the East West Shrine game, right? And I'm going, damn, I'm you know, guys, I better strap it guys up are, here. Guys, guys all American, winner, all American, this and that, and you know, I, I just went through ten games playing Long Beach State, <laughs> University of Pacific, Fresno State. You, you know, killing people. I'm going, I'm going, man, I go, this is a whole different ball. I got I, after two downs, I come over. I remember Larry Gordon, who ended up being the right. Dolphins drafted both of us at the same right. you know he was one I was two picks after him and I'd know met Larry in you know in the game so and I come out and I go Larry I go this guy can't play I played I go, against this guy, ten, four guys that are better than yeah, this guy I go, this guy can't this guy can't play and he was out of the league in a couple of years and you go how can they be that miss. wrong how can they miss on a guy like that and the flip side, how do you miss on a Cam Wake? How do you miss on a Sam McGuavin? How do you miss on these guys that slip through the cracks and then finally kind of emerge somehow or another? They kind of they they pop back in. Next thing you know, you know, from Cam's standpoint, the guys have five or six time Pro Bowl, right? You know, holds a you know one of the one of the great pass rushers in in, in the league his, history during his time. Yeah, and and here you got a guy like Sam who who now that he's in here, boy, you see his skill level. You see, and you just scratch in and go. 
How could you miss on that guy? You know, it's funny too because not knowing his history, not knowing you know that he hurt his knee one year yep. and then he got to Canada and blew out his ankle yep. before he got there, what may have limited his exposure, yep. you know, and and then he's out of football, you know, he's going to be a Dallas policeman, yep. and then he's out of football for a little bit. So you know, you guys that. You have to really give credit uh, to the determination and the will of guys that know what they can be and have the confidence yeah. of, of them, belief in themselves. Yeah. They just need that opportunity to keep going, and, and he did. He found a way to get back into football, and that led him to the National yeah. Football League, and now he's got a chance to to be a starting linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I don't know who the guy – I forget the guy. Is, he's one of those guys, the you know, motivational guy. <clears throat> Sales expert. He's he's kind of like I forget his name, but he's one of like the when you when you're a salesperson, he's like the guy that he's like the the motivating he's guy, the, guy or, the motivating yeah. guy. And and he always said, you know, it, it they they never mean it, it never they never mean no until they say it seven times. You know, yeah. in other words, don't stop, keep, keep going, keep pitching, keep pitching, keep pitching, and eventually, right. you know, after seven times, then okay, walk away. And it's kind of similar to these guys where they get they they no, you can't play in this league. No, you can't play in this league. No, you can't play in this league. But they've got somehow they've there's that something in their mind that says, well, I'm going to keep. I know I can play. I'm going to keep giving it a shot until I get there. And boy, you really have to applaud guys that uh, that have that wherewithal within keep them. Keep going and find a way on this roster. You know, it's not easy. It's not an easy road. You no. know, you hear Sam's story. You talk about Cam's story. It's not an easy. It's it's not for the faint of heart and for yep. lacking of confidence in yourself. And you have to give credit. All you know. All credit to guys like that that keep enduring, whether it's injury, whether it's another setback that's off the field that keeps you away from yep. your from your goal or your dream. Uh, these guys are living their dream every day. Yeah, well, let's get back to the game. And we kind of started on that before Sam came in. And and speaking of the game, Sam was certainly one of the guys, six, seven tackles. I, I think he had six tackles and three unassisted tackles or three assisted tackles. and Forced fumble. Forced fumble, special teams yeah. plays. And so, I mean, he really, you know, he really – had the opportunity. He's making hay while the sun shines. While a couple guys are out, he's you know he's 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 stacking things up, and so he's doing pretty well. But as we go along, we talked about the kind of you know not sure and who was still. But but let's kind of take a look back at the game, yeah. John, and yeah, let's and do see it. what you liked. And 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 you know you know we we talked a little bit about uh, about Preston Williams, and you know you could almost see it coming. You know where you know he he had played so well <clears throat> so far along, and well he was a, he was I, a- I had him on a couple shows. You know, doing interview now he's doing interviews. People know who he is. Look out for this guy and this and that. And and I'll give you this: he 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 did ran good routes. Got he was in the right spot. He was in the right spot, right place. But just left the ball in the ground. It was a little bit wet and all this and that. But you know, it kind of came back to him a little bit. You know, he kind of came back to the pack a a little bit. Now I expect him to rebound and and see more of what we saw of him week one um, in this. But uh, you know, Sam's in the same situation here. You got guys that are getting their shots, and you know. You can't have too many. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew he was going to, you know, fall, fall back to the pack. Well, you know? you know what? It was a good thing. I got to watch a little bit of Tuesday's practice, and you know, he came right back, caught yeah. everything around him, yeah. looked good running routes. Um, you know, he just looked like the guy that you we expected. And, and there were drops on both sides. I remember Tampa oh, yeah. Bay had an under route. They, the guy was still running to the house if yeah. he catches it. And you know, there was drop drops on both sides. So maybe weather had a little bit to do with it. But you're going to have that. You're going to have that in South Florida week one potentially against the Ravens. You got to be able to to show that on a consistent yeah. basis that you can make those catches in in clement weather, whether it's rain or whether it's cold, whatever the situation is, whether it's hot and it's, yeah. it's you know it's sweaty and you you got to hang on to the football. 
But uh, I have con- I still have confidence in what Preston can do because no, yeah. I-, I really like his size. I like his route running. I like his demeanor. And he's one of those underdog guys that is trying to battle through his own, you yeah. know, skeletons. He's trying to to put away all the all the negativity that maybe surrounded him during a certain period of life and fight through it and show people the kind of athlete he can be. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm rooting for both of these no, guys. No, absolutely. Sure. No, no doubt about it. And it, because they are. Our guys that work hard and, and yeah, I, I'm, you need playmakers on yeah, this team, exactly. and, and both of these guys have the potential. Well, let's let's get to let's get to the quarterback position, which yeah. is a you know a topic. It's, it's really, and, and it's going to be probably going to be this for a better part of this season. Is it's going to be the, the the topic of conversation, the number one yeah. focal point when you talk about this football team success or failure wise, one way or another. So you got Josh Rosen gets the start. He goes for quarter and then there goes for the first half ryan fitzpatrick comes in goes a little over a quarter in there before turning the ball over to um uh jake, to jake yep. Rudock. um and you look at josh 10 for 18 102 yards number of drop balls yes um and and you know i, I think when you look at it, you say yeah saw some good things would like to see him get the ball in the end zone for a touchdown or two uh during his drives but did you see enough in in in, in you know all the conversation now is it okay? He had his shot. Now it's Ryan Fitzpatrick going to start in this third game. Now, that being said, we'll wait and see when, when right. kickoff comes. Right, around. who's going to start? But but that seems to be the um, that seems to be the narrative right now with this at Fitzpatrick. And so the the thought following that is Fitzpatrick's getting the start in game three. Ergo, he's probably going to be the starter week one when the Baltimore Ravens come to town. Now that could change, but. Getting back to the game, you know, Ryan, limited time, three for nine, 20 yards, nothing really going on. And again, he was under duress, yes. offensive line problems. We, you can you can blanket both of these guys with offensive line issues. issues. But, you know, they're both playing in the same type of situation. Is there any is did we see anybody separation. any separation or is it just kind of a same kind of I I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if there's any more separation after the Tampa Bay game than before the Tampa Bay game. In my opinion, I think Josh Rosen did some good things. He threw the ball well. I think that his anticipation, his urgency in the pocket, his awareness mm-hmm. is getting better, but it's still there's still a lot left on the table. I thought a couple of throws, especially in the red zone, if he gets the ball out to Mike Kosicki a little bit earlier uh, with leverage, he he may score before he misses Isaiah Ford, you know, at the goal line, and, and you don't you don't get in the end zone. So there, there's certain plays that you see. I, I know Coach Flores talked about in his press conference about pocket awareness. Maybe mm-hmm. you know we got to get rid of some of those sacks. Maybe we throw the football away maybe we we step up into the pocket if there is room to step yeah. up in the pocket and do some different things down the field but he was plagued by pressure and he's plagued by drops so you know there's, there's some things that you're going to play quarterback you can't control yeah. but there are some things you can assist and you can try to raise the level of the guys around you by your decisions by by your pocket awareness by your timing your anticipation with the football mm-hmm. so I think there's still room for improvement there moving forward yeah. now looking at the third preseason game I don't know if it, if I'm going to read into if somebody's going to start that game, he's necessarily going to be the starter right. week one against the Baltimore well, Ravens. It depends on, on, on his production. I, I would think that I, if, it, if it were me, and we were talking about this Sunday at FOR when we were doing Dolphins yeah. Weekly Live, I, felt, I feel like 
both guys should play. I don't even know if, if Jake Rudolph might play in this right, game, right. to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I think you try to get both of these guys as many reps with the first-team offensive line, whether that's you play a guy a quarter and a half, you, you stick Josh in, or yeah. maybe Josh starts and you stick Ryan in. I yeah. don't really care what the yeah. rotation is. But I think you have to expose these guys to, to the same type of environment and, and try to see if there is any separation yeah. that you could piece into what they've done at practice on Tuesday and Wednesday mm-hmm. this week, what they've done last week where you see improvements, where you see some of the deficiencies starting to erase themselves you know, by, by their play. Yeah. And I think you add it up all together in the end. I think we'll have a decision probably you know, within you know, four or five days after the game of who's going to be the yep. starting quarterback going in for week one. But for me, I would play two quarters one guy, yep. two quarters the other. Maybe it's a quarter and, and then you, you switch them out. But you de- definitely expose them to the same type of environment yep. against Jacksonville. You, you know what, John, I'm looking for, and, and we talked about this on the, on the program on Sunday. You know, Josh is doing a lot of things good. You know, he's, he's this and that, and he's getting, out of, getting him in and out of the huddle. And I think, you know, he's he, he was talked about body language-wise by, by Coach Flo, and I think he's, he working, he's working on that, yeah. improved on that a little bit. But, you know, I, I remember I remember when, when, when Danny came here. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd played – up to then, I'd played the majority of my career with, with Bob Grease. I'm a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, you know, and so then Danny comes in, and I remember we're playing the Jets up in Shea Stadium at the time – Joe Rose running a, like a, a deep crosser, and and Danny throws him a ball. It was about a twenty-five yard mm-hmm. throw, throw, whatever it was. And that ball didn't have any arc on it at all. It was a bullet. And there's two DBs closing in on Joe, and all Joe Joe the, the ball hit Joe right in the hands where he didn't have to do it, right in between the two defensive backs. And at that moment, I looked at the guy standing next to me in the sideline. Go, did oh, you, see you see that? that? Yeah. And everyone else is going, did you see that? Did you see that? What I'm waiting to for waiting to see in Josh Rosen is that did you see that moment? That moment that you believe, oh wow, that guy's got the skills to be that guy, mm-hmm. that franchise guy. You know, we've seen him throw some nice balls. Yeah, we've we seen, seen Preston seen Wilson in nice week house. one, right? Seen him throw the deep corner. Exactly. We've seen him throw the ball down the field, but we haven't quite yet seen him throw a ball where you said, wow. That that's a special throw right there. And, and to compliment, or, you know, maybe piggyback onto what you've said. I think if I'm a guy on the sidelines, I want to be able to go. He did it again. Yes. You yep. know, he did it again. Did you see that? Did it again. Yep. I, I've seen it once. I, I've seen I've seen glimpses when he cuts it loose, and you go, man, that I like that. That, yep. that we need more of that. Yeah. I want to see that more on a consistent basis. Now I don't know if it's him or the guys around him yep. yeah, that's yeah. A, that's causing that for me anyway. Yeah. But that's the feeling I want to I well, want to well, have. Well, I think there's a if, there, if there's a disappointment in, 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 across the board in this quarterback competition, is it's really tough because you're having so many struggles up front. You know, Ryan Ryan gets in there, and boy, and I think with the first or second play, he just gets clocked, right? Yeah. I, I mean, whoa, come on, you know. I think they took. I think they took either either Shaq Calhoun out or Dieter out or one of those guys, and they put whoever in, and that guy whiffed, and whoo, maybe. Yeah, it was right you know, away. Right yeah. away, and like, oh, he goes, well, welcome. This to, is going to be well, a good well, quarter. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you're. I, I've been in those preseason. Welcome games, to the Mo. second half of the preseason. When you go, no, no, I got it. We're yeah. running this one. We, we got this one. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was talking to someone and said, "Yeah, I said, you know, you could see, you could see, you could see Ryan's, uh, you know, his experience because the next play he kept two backs in, pulled them in tight." <laughs> uh, 
I think that might have been the play caller had a little to do with that too. <laughs> so you know protection what? Here. We're not going to expose this yeah, guy right match now. Protection here, how but... about speaking of Ryan? How about when he bowled over the defensive yeah, no. back from the yeah. Bucks? That was pretty cool. Well, I don't know who was. The, I think I think I think everyone on both sides. Oh, like, I know. Yeah. That was pretty good because you know, he's pretty. You know, he's got a pretty good relationship with all those guys in the Tampa Bay sideline, so they're probably they were really, yacking it up yeah. on the sidelines going back to the huddle. That was pretty and, and, funny. But then, for you know, if you're a guy with the Dolph, you're going, "Hey, that's yeah, that's our guy. That's the kind of guy I want. Uh, that's I want, my guy right there." That, you know? Those are things. Those are things that endear you to no, a no team. Question. Now, I don't know. Uh, how smart you could you could question all that stuff, but those are heat of the moment yep. battle. You're a competitor. You're going to put your head down. Yep. I'm going to knock this some bitch over. I don't really yep. care. And you know what? That that gives you as as a guy on a team. I'll play with that guy. Yep. I'll go I'll go in and I'll do whatever it takes to, for 60 minutes to play with that guy. Yeah. And that, those are the things you have to have. Yeah, no, quarterback. No, no question about. It. And, and you know you you know Flo talked about body language. Well, body, that's party body language too. Yeah. That's part of that. You know you you know you could see it and you could make that little little dip outside and get out of bounds or you can try to run the guy over and, and you know, not not what you want most quarterbacks to do right now but at this stage you know if I'm, battling. A I'm, I'm battling I'm, I'm gonna do it That's so right. yeah it was good to see uh beyond beyond that um I think the other thing that that's that's really I mean it's been one of our biggest topics is pass rush yeah uh you saw Jerome just kind of blow through and really you know miss the one tackle and and then got that some, can got, be corrected got yeah, right? that, that can be I, look Getting there is a the hard part. Yeah, I know. You know, you know, wrapping them up and bringing them down. That that's the that's you know that that's the easy that's, part of getting we'll to coach it. Bring that them, up, yeah, we can coach that up. But it then, was fun to see that. Yeah, and then he gets one, and, and um, Charles Harris. Charles Harris gets in to help him bring him down. Charles Harris got one. Yeah. Uh, you you watch Christian uh, Christian Wilkins, Wilkins got one from multiple positions from he multiple positions yeah. causing havoc. And, and so I think what we're starting to see, you know, Nate Orchard's getting yeah, around the ball. Right. A Tank Carradine is looking good on there. So so you know. We know that this is going to be a, a, a pass rush that comes a lot by committee. By committee, but what's nice to see is that you're starting to see some of those defensive ends get a pass rush in a standard pass rush situation. Where if you want to just go four men up front, you know, cover seven deep, get seven guys in coverage, that you, you you got to have those guys. And, and so you're starting to see in in some of these guys. And you know, we've talked about Charles a lot of you. You know, he's, he seems to always be a step away. Well, maybe he's getting, maybe he's making up that step. Yeah, now, you're right. You know? And it's fun to, to talk about multiple people. We've said more names on defense after week two of the preseason than we did in week one. Yeah. And, I, and I think you could throw Nick DeLuca in yes. there at linebacker because he was a guy that played a lot of snaps against Tampa Bay. And we mentioned the injuries. You know, everybody knows how good Jerome Baker is and can yeah. be. But you're going to have to have others that, that are dependable, that play certain, you know, roles like, like Sam, uh, who, who, you know, is taking advantage of his opportunity. Yeah. I think there's there's more guys that are on defense that are taking advantage of snaps that they didn't maybe necessarily think they were going to get in week two of the yeah. preseason. And some of these uh, some of these guys that are on the uh, on the on the fringe, yeah, on the bubble. Uh, you know, it was nice, like like Patrick Laird. Here, here's a guy that comes in seven rushes, Just fifty-one yards, all the time. And, and every time he gets an opportunity. So you're you know you're kind of looking at him going, oh, where does he fit? Where can he fit? Where can we? You know, and I would assume if this coaching staff's going, wow, this guy's got some skills. Let's let's find a way to take advantage of him. And I don't know if he's going to make the fifty-three man roster, but he's certainly doing everything he can to you know to to to, to stick his hat in the ring. And who knows? Maybe he ends up in the practice squad. But I, I think right now he's one of those guys that maybe you didn't really you didn't even pencil in on the, him, on the on the practice but, squad. But you see him now as a guy that hey, you know he, he could be on the fifty three, could be in a practice squad, and and those types of things. So you're looking for those guys. It was nice to see him 
come up and, and he did a lot of really nice things out there. You know what? You, you start the game and Mark Walton's out there and yep. you see Miles Gaskin get, you know, a couple things. And, and what I liked about them, you know, they didn't necessarily set the world on fire, but they ran with authority. They were really good in stepping up in pass protection. They were available in the passing yep. game. And, you know, they didn't probably necessarily think that they were going to be in the starting role uh, on the plane yep. over to Tampa no, Bay. No. So within two and a half, three days, you know, you're, you're starting number one and one A aren't going to play in Kalen Balaj and, and, and Drake. And all of a sudden these guys, hey, you're up. Yep. You know, so let's see, you know, the moment wasn't too big for, for any of those guys that stepped in at running back. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was good to see that. And uh, now, now it's, it's, you know, now it's kind of getting, the, the one thing I know, we, we, you know, we got to talk about the offensive line. We've kind of mentioned them here along the way, but uh, it's, it's still, you know, I said it before, you know, priority one of this football team is a quarterback. Uh, priority one being a quarterback now, they may be priority one B yeah. or two, yeah. because I, I think that offensive line with two weeks left to go, albeit when you know when they started the game and they had Tunsil in, I think Jesse Davis played early in that game. When, once you, when you had those guys in, even with Shaq and and, and Michael Dieter in there. That offensive line seemed to be a little bit more. They got better. Got better. They and, got and, better. They weren't. They weren't uh, a finished product by any yeah. sense of, of the imagination, but they were better. You saw improvement. You saw hat on a hat. You, yeah. you saw some guys that weren't getting pushed back with consistency. Yeah. At least they were holding their own. And you know that's all you can ask as a running back. You just want to be able to get a crease. Yeah. And you at least you felt like those guys made some steps in a positive direction. They didn't go backwards from a poor performance in week one of the preseason yeah. at least they got better so I'm I'm really intrigued to see how much better they're they're going to be at the end of this preseason yeah. compared to where they started and can they can they have a semblance of of a, a line that can move some people that can you know yeah. you're worried about missed assignments when you have young guards yeah. in there and and that's the one thing that I didn't see as much of in week two than yeah. I saw in week one yeah because I, I don't think you know, to, to me, when I watch those guys, I think they're both physically capable yes. of doing the job. It's just, you know, we're, we're during the game, we're talking with Jason. You know, sometimes you see them where they, you know, for an offensive lineman, you know, you need, you need to be in balance, in balance. You know, you can, there's two things you can't be. You can't be on your heels because you'll, you'll, be, get, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get pile drive you if you're on your bull field. rushed. You can't be too much on your toes because you're leaning too far forward and it's very easy for a defensive back to, or defensive lineman throw a quick arm over right. and next thing you know, you're looking, where, where'd he go? Right. Kind of, so you got to get that, got to find that medium ground. And, and I think you're seeing Dieter and Calhoun, you know, the more snaps they get, the more they're going to figure that out. Well, they gotta, so th- and those are, those are things that are important, but they're, they're fixable. Those are easily fixable things for an offensive lineman. And, and, and looking, watching those guys progress now, they, I think they've got the wherewithal to get better. But they're not going to do it without getting multiple snaps and right. getting there. I like the philosophy now, uh, and, I, and I'm sure that Coach Flores you know, was the guy behind this. But hey, let's throw them in there yeah. and let's let them sink or swim. But we gotta get we gotta get them exposed yep. and, and exposure to m- multiple looks during this preseason. The only way they're gonna do that is to play. Yep. And and at practice, those guys, I mean, they go on the bus. I was riding back from a practice. They're yep. sitting right next oh, to each yeah. other. Yep. You know, so this is a tandem that's gonna you know they're gonna sink or swim. And right now they're they're going out there and they're yep. getting exposed to everything the National Football 
League uh, can give them. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to do the same thing in preseason game number three against Jacksonville. Hey, let's throw them out there. Let's play an extended period of time and let's show them. Let, let's get them on tape. Get them on film. Yeah. They're good. They're positive stuff. Let's let's pump them up a little bit. They're negative stuff. Let's get it corrected because. The, this is who we've got. Yeah. This is your offensive line, and let we got to ride with you guys. You yeah. got to play with more confidence. You got to play with more, you know, grit. You yeah. got to find a way to get it done because you're you're our choices right yeah. now. At well, guard. they've, they've got to get John. They, they've got to get confidence in themselves. Exactly. You know what? They, they've got to have those those practices, those 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 game a game where you just come out clean, where you go. You know what? You, you know, I, I'm better than this guy. You know, and, and they'll have those games. They'll they'll find a game. And once they do, then they then they take a big step forward. Well, now, he, now they kind of come out. You know, now they break that huddle and turn around. I feel like they belong. You know, yeah, exactly. You know, you get, you're going to have that moment that you you know I, I just I just put somebody on their back. Yeah. You know, or I just I pass protection and I'm not worried about who I'm going against if it's Adama and Sue on yeah. the other side like it was last week. So I think that's the only way these guys are going to get better. They got to play. They got to practice, yeah. and they got to play. And you got to expose them to everything they're going to see. Because once it starts, it's really difficult, yeah. you know, to, to get guys in and out. You got to get those five guys up front. You got to let them play together. And that's the other thing, John. I think with this team, you know, if they're going to be a team that's going to be able to compete early on, uh, they need to get healthy. You know, we we need to see. <clears throat> If Kiko and Raekwon well, have a place on this team, yeah. we gotta, you know, find out. You gotta have Kenyon and, and Kalen ha- have to be healthy. Parker and Wilson and Grant yes, on the yeah. outside. You know, you, you those guys that you know, no exposure. Yep. So you got to feel like other guys, you know, getting opportunities. But you know, you're talking about some of the guys that we circle on on this roster. Yeah. You, they gotta they gotta perform yeah. for us to to win. And then you wonder what the coach's mindset is going to be. This week, this this game uh, against Jacksonville with those guys, because it's probably going to be the last time that we see the starters. Right. And now, look, at game four, you're going to see Michael Dieter and you're going to see Shaq Calhoun out there playing. I, yeah. I guarantee you that. But probably not these other guys. So, so, you know, Albert's had a chance to get out there and work a little bit. He's done a little teamwork and stuff like that. Are they going to try to pepper him in and give him right. a little game action in there, or do you just say, "Hey, let's let's keep him on the shelf, give him another couple of weeks, let him get a little more healthy, and, and go that way"? Uh, I'm sure that's going to be the case with uh, with Jakeem Grant, um, but I'm not sure about those linebackers. I'm not sure how far Raekwon and Kiko are from coming from playing back and, and yeah. from playing. So, but those are all you know, those are all questions, and those are all those are all guys that you're looking at that really haven't participated for the most part through this preseason. Now all of a sudden you get them back. They're, and they're all veteran players that are good players that know what they do. And you know, all of a sudden your team from could you could go from scratching your head with this team going, hey, you know what? Not as bad as people. Well, they're adding them good to be. players. You're, at, you're adding players because you're watching a team now that's been playing with about with about a half a dozen guys, not getting many reps, not not getting in there and playing that are that are starters and and bona fide players in this league. Yeah, it's a tough situation in preseason. That's why I really liked uh, going to Tampa yeah. Bay and getting that, those practices in because everybody was in. And it didn't yeah. matter if you were healthy, you were playing, you were practicing, you were getting your reps, yeah. and you were getting a chance to get on tape. Yeah. And you were getting a chance to get evaluated because you never know. In the month of September, some of those guys might be on the practice roster. They may be playing and yeah. starting. So you, at least you've got them uh, indoctrinated into the system on defense. And you've got them blitzing when they're, you know, yeah. a guy. 
guy coming on the edge of the line of scrimmage. You've got him in man-to-man coverage. You've got him running a tough route against a, against leverage that yep. might not be the best. And you, you have him making decisions at quarterback, too. So I, I think everything was good in terms of getting guys that are, are available out and exposed to what they what their expectations are. But it sure would be nice to have some of those names that were not, yeah, not get practicing on, and not playing yeah, get, get them, them the back field. for week three against Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah you got they've got to get some playing time in there. You know, so we, we'll see. John, the other thing before we wrap this thing up is, uh, you know, it's, it's it's funny when you go around the league. You see different teams and the way they do about it. And I, I tell you, it was, it was, it was Bruce Arians. This guy's a, this, this is a pretty unique guy out there. Got his little golf cart, you know, got his little logo on the golf cart and just cruising around, you know, practice going on. And he's up by, you know, up by the trainers or whatever. Our trainers talking to them and, you know, you just know, kind it of. It was great. I got, <laughs> I got to catch up with him because I, when I was 17 years old, he was the running back coach at Alabama yeah. and he recruited me. Yeah. So I got to know him at a young age. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, I, I saw him on the far field and I didn't really, you know, I didn't want to walk over yeah. there. I'm, I'm kind of in my own area, yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. be invisible, you know? And all of a sudden, you know, 10 minutes later, there's this golf cart behind me. He goes, hey, Ace, what are you doing, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I look back and it's Bruce. Hey, yeah. Coach, what's yeah, going yeah. on? He goes, come here, hop in. Yeah. So I'm just sitting in the cart with yeah. him talking. And, and it's a, a laid-back atmosphere. Yeah. But he, he once, once he starts oh, no. going, he's uh, he's – you want him on your, you know, yeah, you know your he's franchise. In t- I mean, look, I'm watching the sideline over there. I mean, he he was in midseason form, char, and you know, grilling on those officials. You, you he know, was working them pretty hard. You know, over what there. was cool. I thought the interaction yeah. between Bruce Arians and Brian Flores, and how they organized yeah. practice, and how they got everything out of what they wanted yes. to, and how they collaborated you know, it, it, and and made that. Yeah. You know that Tuesday, Wednesday, really good for yeah. for ninety guys on each side. If, if Tuesday and Wednesday was a lemon, they squeezed oh, all man, the juice out. They, they got every piece of work you could out of two days of practice, and it was it was efficient. It was quick. Even the fact that you know on Tuesday got run in and out of, uh, or Wednesday got run in and yeah, out, out of the building the, outside, the, the building inside, every yeah. a couple times. You know, still once you got back in that building, it was let's get back to work. It was and right on. It was efficient, and, and and it's funny because I'm thinking you look at Bruce Arians, and, and you know he seems like a laid back guy, and you know he tells his coaches, hey, if you got if your kids have something, go. I don't want you. Yeah, I'm going to fire you, you if you don't yeah. if you miss it. Yeah, and he, he likes to go out and have a pop after practice, and then all those kind of things, and so he's a oh you. Casual, casual, <laughs> casual guy, casual guy like that. Yet you know, yet his team is is they've got a structure and, and they stick to yeah, it. And, it. And so it's it's a it's a little bit of a dichotomy, you know. He, he you know, kind of the, the personality of him. You would think he'd be like kind of a little. You think he'd be a John Gruden guy, you know, kind of a. You know, but but he's he's quite the opposite. And he's got on, guys on his staff that he coached in college, w- yeah. which is great. You know, uh, you know Keith Armstrong's running his yeah. special teams. He was a running back at Temple when yeah. Bruce was the head coach. You know, you, you've got uh, you know a bunch of guys that were yeah. over there that are on his staff that uh, he has a history with those guys and he trusts those guys. And I think that's the same thing that Brian Flores has. He you know he has guys that he coached with in New England that he brought to the Miami Dolphins that he knows what the expect they know what the expectations yeah. are that he trusts. And that's how you build. That's how you build winning organizations yeah. with people that you trust. You, you know what? I've watched the two episodes of Hard Knocks with the Raiders and John Gruden. I don't know why they paid that guy hundred million dollars. I wouldn't have given him one hundred fifty dollars to coach my team. I, I just don't. You know, I've always. I've never been a buyer. I've never been bullish mm-hmm. on, on, on John Gruden. And, and every job that he's got, every job that's been available. So I think when St. Thomas' job was available, he was first on the list for that job. But over the years, when he was in the booth, every time a job became available, he was the top guy on the list. Right. But never got the job, never took the job. 
which you know led me to believe that he that that he wasn't available. He wasn't really on of the top it, of the yeah, list, right? You know, he's a good agent out there, but I mean, I'm watching this guy, John, and I just don't see it. I, I just you know, when you you tell me you walk in front of an NFL football team that's got a bunch of misfits, and there's misfits on that team. You got Vontez Burfecht, who's a tough guy. You got a, you know AB. Antonio Brown. You, you got some you got some knuckleheads on that team. And you walk up in front of them the first day and you say, here are the rules I got. Try to be on time. Don't, you know, and try to be close to your weight and, and use common sense. And that's it. I'm going, really? I'm paying you $100 million for that? You know? And, yeah. and, and then I watched the next practice. It was no better than that. And boy, I tell you what, if, you, if you're, if you're bank, I, I'd be shocked if the Raiders <laughs> win five or six games this year. I, I haven't, I haven't really dove in yeah. as much. I, I got to see glimpses of the yep. hard knocks, but uh, it'll be interesting to see yeah, how, how the Raiders do this year because that's a tough division. Yeah, they're playing in. Yeah, they are. They are, and, and I just don't. I see a loose, you know, uh, un, undisciplined. Hell, you got your best receiver. He comes, comes and practice, went practice when he wants to. When he doesn't, doesn't show well, they up. They finally, and, they finally got woo. to the point where they have to either. Uh, yeah. You know, he's here or he's not. Yeah, yeah. So they, you got to fire him or, or whatever. You know, it's a, uh, but hey, you know, hell, that's their problem, not ours. Oh, thank goodness. We, we, got, we got enough issues on our own. We don't need, <laughs> but it's, it's just, just from a, just from an NFL standpoint and watching that, that's the thing about that show that, you know, it makes it interesting. I, I watch it just to kind of see how these for the coaches, distractions. See how they, well, see how the coaches, just how they coach, see how yeah. they go about their business. You yeah. know? And, but I'm, I'm just. You know, I've John got him Gruden. taped. Oof. I'm going to probably catch up on yeah, this yeah. week. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I'll watch this week too and see how it is. Anyway, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, John Kanjami, Kimbo Camper with you. It's the Dolphins and the Jacksonville Jaguars Thursday night uh, preseason game number three. After that, it's New Orleans and you know you know and you kind of might have the clicker handy for that game because that that game tends to be a little bit boring. Uh, but but this is a big game. This is a huge game, game for uh, Miami to see where we're at. Yep. You know, see where they're starting twenty-two yep. and whoever else can contribute. Probably be, probably, this game's probably going to determine who your quarterback's going to be September eighth, uh, and, and a number of other positions right. and guys like Sam, where Sam fits in, and some of these other guys, the guys we haven't seen. You know, the, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Raekwon and, and, and Kiko, Kiko between now and the time that the uh, the rosters are set. TJ TJ uh, McDonald TJ hasn't played much. Uh, Rashad, Rashad hasn't played. So uh, we'll see how that all shakes out in week three, and we'll be back with the Audible next week, and we'll go over all that and, and get ready for the last preseason game. And kind of sounds good, kinda man. Kind of probably get a little better idea where this roster yeah. is going to be at at that point. But uh, it's just uh, you know more, more good stuff, man. More stu- good stuff. Looking forward to it. Awesome, Bo. Can't right, wait, John. man. Okay. Hey, thanks for thanks for listening, and we'll uh, catch you guys next week on the Audible.